All right, metalheads, this is DJ Rem, Quote the Raven, only on Rock Addict Radio. And I have John from the band Love in War on the line. How's it going tonight, sir? Everything is going great, man. Everything's going great. Excellent. So why don't we start, if you could, you know, uh, tell everyone about yourself and your spot in the band, and then the rest of the band that's not with us tonight as well, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm John Adams, the guitar player for Love and War, the founding member. Uh, actually, I formed Love and War in the year 2000 with my singer Jeff Vandenberg. Uh, me and Jeff have been playing together for quite a long time, probably since around 1982. Um, we actually uh, toured professionally all over the United States for three years. We played uh, right up there close to you guys. We used to play at a place called the White House in Niles, Michigan. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Silver Dollar Saloon in Lansing. Um, and we played up in Grand Rapids at, uh, oh my God, what was it called? Um, it was an Apollo's. It was a... Uh, okay. Yeah, it used to be an old... Uh, well, it is. It's got a bar on one side and a bowling alley on the other. <laughs> but uh, So, you know, me and Jeff have been playing together a long time. We had a band called Lestat for a long time. And uh, through the 90s and basically right around uh, 2000, we, we started this band and... Four years later, we, we after a couple of drummers, we got Donnie Bragg, who's our drummer in the band, in 2004. Um, around 2010, Ray Solis, our current bass player, joined the band, and that's been our current lineup as, as of now. Okay, excellent. So, yeah, and me... Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that, that, that uh, you know, me, uh, me and Jeff are the primary songwriters. Uh, you know, I write all the music and... Uh, and lyrics to some of the songs. Jeff writes lyrics uh, to to the others, and uh, me and him, you know, we we've, we've been writing partners for uh, you know for a very long time. So we were, uh, you know, we love this. We love what we do, and uh, we're excited about our new release. So uh, uh, hopefully, uh, everyone else will be as well. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I I know we are. So uh, you got you got us on board. So. <laughs> What what is going on? So let's talk about the new release and what's going on with the band right now. Let everybody know. Yeah, actually, um, our new release is uh, titled "Edge of the World." Um, it's something. Uh, it's kind of been a long on- ongoing project for us, uh, unfortunately, mainly only because of the distance between the recording studio in Houston. Uh, we recorded um, the record in Ar- uh, Arcadia Valley, Missouri which is about an hour and a half south of St. Louis, Missouri, in a, in a wonderful, beautiful place called Endeavor Studios. Uh, Greg Gill is the owner and engineer, and he uh, did our first record, Up the Annie, back in 2012, I believe it was. And uh, he moved his family up there, opened up the studio, and uh, he's been such a great friend, and he's a, he's a killer engineer, uh, co-produced it with us. And, um, you know, it was just an 11 half hour drive, two-hour flight and so anyway over the last three years we've been going commuting back and forth on whatever our schedules will allot you know basically between our jobs he was a teacher at the time the local school district so between his schedule and ours you know we would go back and forth we've been working on this record and we finally released it last month february the 18th was our release date and um it's actually available on all streaming services. Um, it's about to be uh, available on CD Baby. I just mailed them some inventory. So probably by the time this thing goes on the air, um, you'll be able to go to CD Baby and buy a physical copy. Um, but that's pretty much what's going on. We just released it last month, and now we're kind of uh, getting out there trying to promote it, get people to listen to it, and uh, 
uh, just hope uh, you know everybody likes it. Excellent, excellent. So, what besides CDBay? What um, social networking? What websites are you guys using that, that you know to help promote all this? Um, right now, of course, we have Facebook. We also uh, have Reverb Nation. Um, we have our own websites, Love Dash and Dash War dot com. Um, everything was released through DistroKid, which is a, a distribution service, uh, and it's released through all all major streaming services. Um, to, to you know, if you want to buy the music, but as far as promoting it, it is mainly you know everything we're doing on our own is Facebook. Um, we're, we're working through um, online metal promotions band, of course, who you know. Yep. And he's helping us out. Matter of fact, uh, he's we've been getting some really good feedback uh, on the record overseas. As a matter of fact, I just found a uh, Japanese distributor. I sent him some inventory. Uh, in fact, he he asked for five CDs. I sent him five CDs. He, when he received it, he played it in his music store, and he sold all five CDs the same night and asked for twenty five more. So that's that was awesome. Good news. Yeah, we really, really felt good about that. And, uh, uh, you know, we've been getting some good airplay in France and uh, Italy, believe it or not, even though despite what is happening over there, uh, we've been selling stuff over there and also in the Netherlands, believe it or not, and uh, getting some good feedback in Brazil. Uh, got another guy out there who's interested in some inventory that wants to help uh, to sell the record there. So, you know, it's kind of biting right now. Um we're, we're we're excited about it. We just hope you know it'll snowball and uh, and 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 you know it'll 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 grab and we'll get more people interested in us. Yeah, very very good. Well, I wish definitely wish you guys the best of luck. And then thanks, man. Yeah. It, do you also through through your through your website? Do you have like merchandise for sale as well? As far as like t shirts or anything like that? Well, we will. Okay. And that's something else that we're working on. Um, I would say probably within the next week. Because because of the release of the record, that's been people. Other people have been asking about that. Normally, people will hit me up on Facebook, and then I'll I'll mail out some stuff to them. Uh, but because a lot of stuff has been happening overseas, and the, all of the shipping costs and everything, um, we're going to getting get them out there. So if you, if you even go to our Facebook page, there'll be links to merchandise, CDs, and stuff uh, here within the next week. But also, too, if you just want a physical CD, you can just go to CD Baby. Right. But yeah, that will be available here shortly. All right. Cool. Cool. You don't happen to have any have any patches made, do you? <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm gonna uh, that, and I was looking at having some hats done, just like some baseball caps. Yeah. Right now, all I have is uh, I've men's t-shirts i have women's t-shirts and women's underwear <laughs> hey gotta have that why not well i wear most of them myself no i'm kidding <laughs> but uh yeah so we're, we're working on it awesome well let me know when the patches are ready i'll, I'll definitely buy one you got it man for sure uh, no i'll send you i'll send you one brother no worries okay well whatever i, I just i like to support the band so I, i'm just i i'm willing to pay that's all i will say so okay cool um as far as so before this whole COVID-19 19 thing happened, did you guys have like any live shows coming up that were that were planned? We did. We uh we had a show on um Friday April the 10th here in town with a a a, a Latino heavy metal band that has um Larry Brannigan from uh 
uh, guitar player for uh, Hellstar, his band, local band here called Santa Oscura Guard. And my bass player, Ray Solis, is also in the band. We were doing a co-headlining thing that we had to postpone. And then the next night, on the 11th, we were opening for Jackal <laughs> here at Warehouse Live. That also was postponed. Um, we had a few things that were where we were working on but again everything's been kind of you know right to came to a screeching halt so uh, nothing's been canceled it's just been postponed the, things will the, well, you know it'll they'll pick up again but right now those were the only two things that we had to cancel okay okay very good and are you are you thinking any type of tour later this year does anything like that being at least talked about um not anything nationally not right now. I think the main thing for us is, uh, we, of course, we we plan on doing stuff here in Texas, like San Antonio, which is, you know, for us, as far as the southwestern United States, is the heavy metal capital, man. You know, San Antonio is a shit for this kind of music. Um, you know, we have, we have plans to play there, you know, Austin, Texas, Houston. Um, main thing for us, trying to get the music out. Uh, trying to get it to, to guys like you who can play it for for the for you know the, all of us regular Joes, let us hear it. Once we know we're we're getting the music out there, then we can go out and, and play to support it. But but the problem with that is right now people don't know who we are. They're not going to come see us. We got to get the music out there. We got to we got to build a little bit of a following. Yeah, and, and so We can attract some people. But uh, yeah, that that hopefully, man will be something that'll be happening by the summer and we're keeping our fingers crossed. Awesome. Well, if you make it back to Michigan, um, the used to be called Planet Rock Battle Creek. It's now the Music Factory. Would highly recommend trying to get a show there. That place has great attendance every show. So. Oh, cool. Okay, man. Thanks for that. I, I also saw on your site something about the Michigan Metal Fest. Are, are you involved in that or is that just something that you were promoting? So I'm promoting it. I, I No, I'm not. I'm uh, So... I'm not involved in far as organizing all that kind of stuff, but this will okay. be this will be the second year that I've provided the press tent um, okay. for the event, and you know it works out good for me because then I get to sit there and interview all the bands that want to do in, do interviews and such. So, um, but they got it interesting. Still, they're still waiting. They haven't announced a headliner uh, yet, but I don't know if you look through some of the bands that are coming. Like <laughs> Green Jelly is pretty cool. So. Not green jelly that's that's um that's a band here from houston isn't it no that's green jello same band same here. band they had to change uh, the name because they got sued by jello <laughs> really yeah oh my god yeah yeah the uh the bass player in green jello yeah it is was my lighting guy when i was on the band back in the eight uh, touring all over the united states in back in the 80s uh uh, his name is Al Williams, and he's uh, he's actually the lighting technician for the House of Blues here in Houston. Oh, but, cool! Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I wish we could get in on that. Uh, I'll talk to Al and find out uh, who's running it, and maybe uh, see if I can find. I can maybe we can try to get Love and War in on that, and uh, that, that would be cool. Yeah, it's so it's too late for this year, but you definitely, okay. you, yeah, you'll definitely be able to um, start thinking about next year. And cool. they usually have like a, a set period of time they allow bands to um, uh, apply. And I do know I'm friends with the organizer of it, so I can put you in contact with the right people. That would be great. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Maybe you can send me an email or something yep. and uh, with some contacts. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, last week I talked to another band from Texas. I don't know if you've heard of these guys, but the Recasts. I have not. So, and I think they're from San Antonio too. So interesting. Anyways. Um, this has okay. uh, been my the last week. It's been Texas bands. I like it. Um, oh, cool. So, 
again, some of these questions are, uh, you know, obviously things are kind of on a hiatus because of the, the whole COVID crap. But, you know, how on a normal time, how often are you guys able to get together and practice? Is, is that something you can do quite regularly? Do you guys have to do a lot of it virtual? How's that work? Um, well, we we um, we have uh, well, I have a uh, a studio here, um, not far. Away. I mean, all of us probably are within twenty twenty five minutes of each other. So, oh, cool. um, we we have a regular schedule night. It's every Wednesday night, and then sometimes we'll do Sunday afternoons as well. Um, but you know, it, it's kind of typical at times. You know, it's hard to get everybody together because you know, like there's everybody has other bands, you know, and. Uh, uh, the tribute thing band around here is really huge. Like my singer Jeff is, has a Van Halen tribute. Oh, cool. uh, my drummer just did is doing an Iron Maiden tribute called The Trooper. I have a UFO tribute called Lights Out. So, I mean, we, we all do that also on the side. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest Michael Shanker freaks you ever meet. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, if it wasn't for Michael Shanker, but when I heard the first, the Forcet record, when I was a kid in 1975, my brother played it. He played it for me, and uh, it inspired me to play guitar. I just was was just mesmerized by his guitar playing. And uh, uh, but anyway, I'm going out on the uh, you know off, off the wheels here. But anyway, no, it's okay. I love so, it. Yeah, but uh, you know, we, so we try to do every Wednesday, sometimes on Sundays, and uh, you know, it depends what we have coming up. You know, if we've got some shows coming up, we stick to a regular schedule. Otherwise, you know, we just kind of get the, get to, to get together whenever we can. Nice. And then, how did you come up with the name of the band? Is is what Love and War? Is there is there like a story behind it? Well, when we were first starting the band, you know, we were trying, we were kicking around, you know, ideas. And my bass player at the time uh, mentioned, um, uh, what did he say? Uh, War and Peace or something like that. And I was like, War and Peace. I said, What about Love and War? And then all of a sudden, it was like, Yeah, Love and War. So it was really, it wasn't like there was a whole lot of thought or any, you know, anything premeditated about the band. It was already pre-established and everything. It was just came out on a whim. And we just like, wow, Love and War, that sounds cool. So that's how it, how we came about it. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's nice when things just kind of come together quick like that. You don't have to spend a lot <laughs> yeah. of time, right? Yeah, exactly. And especially when you're writing songs, you know, for, for me... Uh, you know, sometimes things just come really super easy or sometimes I'll have, a, I'll have like an idea and I don't know where the hell to go with it. I'm just like stuck on this riff, like on the one song, the title track on the edge of the world. Um, I had had the intro, you know, and, and it was just kind of like a little staccato thing. And uh, I didn't, you know, I had that thing for a long time. And, and finally I, I came up with this other riff and I use that as the opener and, you know, it just kind of comes and goes, you know, it's just, it's, it's really kind of bizarre. Nice. So at the beginning, you kind of, you kind of touched on kind of the process, but if you could just talk a little bit more about how the the music writing process works for you guys, kind of, you know, how does that all come together for you guys as a, as a group? Well, really how it all starts is with me uh, on my home studio. Um, I, I just, get these rhythm ideas or some kind of a, of a lick or something. And, and, uh, I'll just get on my, my, my track, my a track and I'll just put down, just lay down some guitar tracks and, uh, and just start building on it from there. So once I, once, once I, the ball starts rolling, you know, I'll, I'll just piece together a song, you know, and, and, uh, sometimes the lyrics come, uh, you know, like on this record, uh, the, 
the very first track, We All Fall Down, I wrote the lyrics to. Uh, that one was just, for me, basically about, you know, how you can be doing really well in life and, and you know, something can happen that will knock you down and, and uh, you know, now, boom, now you're down to earth or you're back to square one. That was probably kind of the premise for that. Um, but, you know, basically it all starts off with the music. And, uh, if you know, if I write some lyrics to it, cool. Otherwise, I'll give them to Jeff. I'll say, Jeff, I got this idea, you know, see if you can come up with something. And Jeff has always been really good about, uh, you know, good melodic, you know, uh, harmonies and, and, and uh, story storylines and verses and stuff. So that's pretty much how it starts. And then, you know, normally... You know, 99.9% of the time, the song is completely structured from beginning to end, and it's all in my head, or me and Jeff have worked it out, and then we just go up to, to Donnie and Ray and say, hey, okay, we've got this, and here it is, and then we just kind of, they, they, you know, do their thing with it, and then it's done. Cool, cool. Um, just so you know, after the interview, I actually got, I have three tracks lined up to play, and okay, cool. we all fall down as the first one. And as you were talking about kind of the meaning, I just couldn't help but think that how fitting a song for the times we're facing right now, you know? Yeah, I know. I know it really is. And, and we're gonna do a we're gonna do a video for that song, and um, it's almost like this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah. Kind of take kind of take some of what the, what the current events are, what's happening. And for me, what, for me, a lot of the premise of the video was going to be like homeless people, you know, or, or, you know, parts of just how, you know, at one point, you know, you could have everything in the world going for you. The next next part, you can be living under a bridge, you know. Right. So it's the same premise. I mean, you know, you know, one minute you're walking around, the next minute you're in a hospital on your back, you know, and uh, it, you know, it would fit. Yep, very, very good. And I, I will add, we are not making light of the situation by any means. Oh, no, means. we are not. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, it's just the reality of it. Yep. And, and of course, of course, we would never do that. Yeah. And I just I just find even some of the stuff I put, post on Facebook once in a while, you know, I just, you know, people probably like, oh, he's being insensitive. We're really just trying to help people get through it, you know, because... I mean, you can focus on all the negative all day long, and what what are you gonna feel negative and down? You know, if you can have have a little fun with it and uh, try to make a little light, you know, just to try to lighten some people's spirits, I think is not a bad thing. So that's my that's my thought, anyways. Well, I agree. I agree. I think you need to have kind of a sense of humor with a lot of things. Um, um, you know, there is a bright side. And, uh, you know, if you, if you just kind of focus on that and, and just try not to let everything bring you down, um, you know, it, it's it's just a good attitude to have. Yep. But, then, but then when you post stuff and everything, there's always somebody who's going to look into it differently and you're going to get a ration of shit. Oh, yeah. They're going to start trouble. It never yep. fails. Yeah, it never fails for me, no. It does not. <laughs> for and, me either. Just like for most of us. Yeah, it, it, it never does. It's, you know, um, anyways, yeah. So... As you were, you know, growing up and getting into music, what kind of influences did you have in your life that kind of helped take you in this direction? Well, honestly, when I was when I'm the youngest of six kids, so I I had two my two older brothers, and in particular, my oldest brother uh, was pretty much a pot smoking hippie, and you know, so I would sit around while him and his friends were. Uh, you know, playing music, and I, I got really heavily influenced to like a lot of the music he listened to back in the seventies. You know, of course, and uh, um, 
one of one of the particular bands you know of course like led zeppelin and you know even like elton john and the beatles and uh and, and Paul McCartney, of course, was always a huge influence for me. I, I used to love his his songs, and uh, you know, I used to, as a young boy, I would write down lyrics, and, and I always sang. I mean, it, I was always a singer. I, I'm a singer now. I mean, I, I do, you know, every song I sing on every song. I do harmonies with Jeff. Um, but uh, I mean, those were big, big uh, influences for me. Uh, probably the turning point for me for like hard rock metal was again what I'd mentioned earlier. I mean, uh, I was living in Richmond, Virginia at the time. I was like 11 or 12. And uh, uh, my brother played the Forset record. And I just was like, wow. And I don't know what it is. You know, just sometimes, you know, you, you'll hear or you'll see, some, you'll see something that appeals to you. Yep. And, you know, you don't really know why, but you just know it's cool. And for me, you know, I was like, oh, man. I mean, I, I just something about that guitar playing. And literally within two weeks... I had a friend of mine who had some older brothers and they all had played acoustic guitars and I used to go to his house and I said, hey, you know, I want to learn how to play guitar. So and then boom. And the next thing I know, within three or four months, we were moving to Houston, Texas. And then, of course, when I got here, I, I got my first electric guitar and uh, and and just everything just spiraled from there. But, uh, you know, Michael Shanker UFO was, was a huge influence for me. Awesome. Yeah, I. I never learned to play guitar, but I can't, I'll never forget the first time I heard Megadeth. And then I was oh, like, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm a heavy metal fan now. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that was it. I, w- I was hooked. They got me. And yeah. I also want to ask you, because you mentioned Elton John. I love Elton John, by the way. But mm-hmm. um, have you heard Ozzy's new album? Um, I only heard, I've only heard uh, like, I think two songs from it. Uh, I think on. Uh... Ozzy's Boneyard or or one or or Hair Nation, one of those. I've heard, heard yep, yep. played a couple. Of, yep. There is I, one of the one of the songs. I can't think of the title of it off the top of my head, but one of the songs is with Elton John. It is really really good. Yeah, you know, I heard about that collaboration with him, and you know, with everything that's been going on, I I, I'm, I plan on on buying the CD. I haven't got it yet, but I I will, and I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, I definitely I definitely highly recommend. So awesome. So okay, shameless plug time again. Where's a okay. good place for people to go to find out more about the band, to buy the album? Where should they go? Um, you can go to Facebook. Just find Love and War in Houston, Texas. Um, you get all the you know latest news and everything. Also, go to our our website, and it's love slash. Now that's not the long thing. It's just kind of like the little line that goes straight in the middle middle so it's love slash dash and dash war.com another place to also we, you know we have a reverb nation page uh if you want to like sample some of the new songs you can come you can go there and listen to them um but uh, mo- mostly if you want news from us you know i would say facebook would be the would the best place to just go to our facebook page and uh, and check it out and, okay and there's always something there right on and just so you know too when i put when I put this interview up um, on Spotify and uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, also in the notes, I'll put links to those things so people okay, can cool. just can get to it quick as well. So, okay, great, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So, what what music are you listening to these days? You know, what are your top couple bands that you just can't get enough of? Well, you know, for me, I'm just I'm old school, man. I you know I keep going back to to my my top top bands you know and 
uh, I'll, I'll either listen to like a lot of TNT. I love Tony Harnell and, you know, and, and, and Ronnie Latecro and, uh, I'll listen to TNT UFO. Uh, lately I've been getting back into, to the band T's again from they're from Canada. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, sometimes I'll just get on this trip and I'll, and I'll just remember a band that, you know, like triumph all of a sudden and I'll get on this triumph kick, you know, when, uh, Neil Peart died, you know, I just like, wow. I mean, I already had most of all of their, the whole collect collection of, of all of their records and everything. A lot of them were screwed up and scratched. And so I just went out and I just pretty much bought the whole, of most of the old school stuff from Caress of Steel, you know, all the way, you know, through, um, I don't know, probably moving pictures or something. But um, so, you know, it, it really kind of kind of fluctuate for me. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just all the classic rock stuff. Uh, I don't really um, get into anything, any of the of the new or the new bands, you know, that, uh, that are out and everything. I, I just pretty much stick to uh, my influences and, and the older bands. All right. No, that's cool, man. But I, I totally get what you mean about kind of, I'll like somebody will request like, you know, like a month and a half ago, somebody requested like an old Iron Maiden song. Next thing I know, I'm like digging through their old catalog, listening to old Iron Maiden, been listening See, to, that's what to I do. Bruce Dickinson. I mean, just doing that. Or, you know, somebody will post one of my, because I listen to, I like all types of metal in, in music. And um, one of my one of my favorite industrial bands is KMFDM. And I hadn't listened to them for quite some time. And I saw that they had new albums. So I checked out the new album. I was like, oh man, I really like this. So I've been listening to start listening to that a lot. The next thing I know, I'm going into their old stuff. So I, I totally get it. I get kind of sucked into the into the rabbit hole of, of bands that I just kind of forgot about for a minute. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I'll be listening to like Sirius, you know, XM and, you know, the Boneyard or, or Hair Nature or something. I'll hear yeah. a band and I'll be like, oh, wow. And I was like, well, I forgot how good that was. And, and then, you know, I'll just go searching through my collection or I'll just go online or something. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how my spot. That's how my Spotify playlist that I have currently right now going <laughs> went from like thirty songs. To, it's up to a hundred now. Every time I hear a song, I'm like, oh, gotta add that one to the playlist. Yeah, man. Yep, totally get it. Awesome. So, what's um? I'm always curious to know, and obviously, you know, you've you've been doing this for quite some time. So, what's kind of like one of the? And when I say crazy, I don't mean bad, but just what's like a crazy story from a live show that you could share with us? Something something cool or wild that happened, you know, uh, on on the road or at a show. Oh well, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of debauchery, um, but you know, I, without getting into it, uh, you know, and my girlfriend with her ear pressed to the door, listening to it, I don't want her to know <laughs> or hear the interview. But no, I'm playing. Uh, here's a good funny story. Uh, we were playing. Uh, we were out on the road, and uh, you know, that was you know back in the late '80s or whatever. We used to play town to town. And you'd have to do like four 45 minute sets or you do three hour sets or whatever. And, you know, we, you know, we did like what well, we did. We weren't supposed to, but we did 50, 50 covers. We did covers, half covers and half originals. And we would just throw our originals in there because we just always loved to write music and we just tried to promote ourselves. But long story short, we were playing and, uh, 
there were all these people up in front of the stage and there's some girls and stuff and I, I i noticed that these girls kept pointing and i, I thought they were pointing at my guitar and uh, i was kind of laughing and you know they dancing around and then they would be giggling and giggling and i just kind of looked over at jeff and he was laughing and he was pointing down too and i just lifted up my guitar and here my pants is split and my nuts were hanging out <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know it, but my the crotch and my pants and my nuts, right? They got my, you know, my my dick was tucked to the other side. I guess I was a left hanger at the time, and then, and the nuts were on the right side. So they <laughs> so got it was they kind got of a good show. Moment. They, those girls got everything they paid for in some. See, yeah, you know what's really bizarre though, because my my singer started calling me Johnny Balls, uh-huh. and uh, then you know, of course, Alan Green Jello. Uh, or green jelly uh, stuck with it, and to these days, every once in a while, I'll hear "Hey, Johnny Balls." That's <laughs> funny shit. That is, that's funny how those something like that will stick. It'll it'll yeah. stick for the rest of your life now. Yeah, I'll be Johnny Balls. It'll be it'll probably be read on my headstone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's worse things they could put. That's right. Amen. <laughs> for sure. Okay, is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to mention about the new album? Uh, we kind of got off uh, off track from the new album, and I tend to do that. Sorry, but uh, you know, anything else about the new album you want to make sure people know that we haven't talked about? Well, um, just um, just 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 that they, we're, we're just like so relieved to have it out right now. And uh, I mean, uh, if anything, if you love melodic hard rock. Uh, and you're big fans of, you know, late 70s, you know, uh, early 80s, lots of, you know, guitar riffs, vocal harmonies, uh, melody, um, you know, if you love that kind of stuff, get, just give it a try, you know, listen to it. Um, I, I know you're going to love it. I mean, you know, I mean, this has all the influences that uh, I'm really proud of this record. I mean, you'll, you're going to hear uh, hear all my influence on it, whether you, it's like, Michael Shanker, Jakey Lee, George Lynch, whatever, you know, I mean, you know, you're going to, you know, we are a product of our influences and, you know, and, and, it, and it's obvious. And uh, I mean, we're no grand groundbreaking band that, you know, that has all of a sudden this brand new sound that uh, everybody's going to go, wow, this is the new Led Zeppelin. No, that's not us. But I would like to think that we are a product of our influences, but we do, we do it with a little bit of a modern twist. And uh, I really think, uh, you know, I think people are going to like it. If, if you like, hard rock heavy metal uh and you want something new then uh you know i think i think you're gonna enjoy it awesome well i can tell you i gave it a preview uh before the interview earlier today and um i think it's badass i think the listeners are gonna really enjoy it it will also it'll also end up uh at least three tracks will end up on the server that plays 24 7 when there's no djs on so um so tracks are going to end up in there as well so it's just constantly going and, um, awesome! That's great to hear. And yeah, well, have, that. yeah, absolutely. No, uh, happy to support. And just in case you at, wonder, we're we are licensed, so hopefully you'll get a couple pennies from those plays. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna play. I, I'm gonna play. We all fall down. Um, Start believing in mercenary man. I have those three uh, lined up to play. So. Um, Okay, great. We're gonna we're gonna rock out to to love and war. So I want to thank you for taking time to to call in tonight. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Appreciate it. Please uh, 
to all the rest of the guys that said hello and uh, love you guys' music. And I look forward to, you know, what else, whatever else is to come uh, from you guys. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch base offline. I'll give you a, 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 a put you in, uh, let you know who to contact for Michigan Metal Fest for next year. And, okay. uh, you know, if there's anything else I can help with, uh, happy to try for sure. Yep, Spence, you got it, man. And let's keep in touch. And uh, if you want to touch base again after uh, the music starts getting out, and uh, you want to, you want to, you know, uh, touch base again, uh, just shoot me, a, shoot me a line, and uh, we'll we'll schedule another phone call later oh. on down the road. Heck yeah, happy to, happy to for sure. Sounds so. good, brother. All okay, right. you take care, man. Rock Have on. a great one. You too. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye.